Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. Jesus, powerful Jesus, perfect presenter, everything true, knew all the scriptures, knew everything. Watch me, I'm the young man that just heard from Jesus. Here's what the young man did. He walked away, never to return. Well, I guess Jesus failed, didn't he? No, Jesus didn't fail. The outcome is God, and God is waiting for the person to go, okay, I'll change. See, God doesn't force anybody to change. You won't force anybody to change. That's up to God and the person. Sometimes it takes an act of faith to step out and do what you know you ought. There are millions of people that lack Christ and need Him in their lives and don't even know it. That's why we're called to preach His Word. Because how are they to believe in Him of whom they have not heard? If we don't go, they don't hear and can't be saved. God can do all things, but He won't force us to choose Him and He won't force us to do what's right. We have to make that choice. He has chosen to use us to take His work to all nations. And if we don't go, then they won't hear. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16, for our continuing study entitled, Speak Up. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. So write this down. Speak up. No fear. The gospel is powerful. See, there's no reason for fear when you share the gospel because it doesn't matter who shares the gospel. It's not about you. It's not about me. The power is in the gospel. When Peter shared with the Jews after the day of Pentecost, he was filled with the Spirit. He shared the gospel. Jesus Christ crucified, risen uh, from the dead. He shared the gospel. Peter had never really preached a sermon. He shared the gospel. 3,000 people were cut to their heart, and they said, how do we solve this? What do we do? And he says, repent and be baptized. You receive the same gift. You see... Don't be fearful. Pastor Mark, if I share the gospel, maybe I'll get the verse wrong or whatever. Who cares? It isn't you. It's the power of the gospel. You say it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me either. Do you know that the Bible says the way God gets people's hearts is through preaching. Guys like me standing up here. Sounds stupid, doesn't it? But how did all you get saved? Through preaching. That's the way God does it. So don't be fearful. You're not going to have the perfect kind of thing. You just have to trust God. Absolutely, the gospel is powerful. Second, notice in that verse, no fear, everyone can be saved. Everyone. Sometimes we look at people and go, that ain't going to happen. Some of you are here and people used to say that about you. You fooled them, didn't you? You got saved. 
What do you think the community of the man that had maybe a, a hundred demons in him? What do you think the community thought about that guy ever, ever changing? What do you think they thought? Zero chance. No problem. Anyone that you write on that list is not too far from God. God can save anyone. Because it's not up to you. It's the power of the gospel. So, as you begin to speak, I can share, because the gospel's powerful, I know that the person I'm speaking to doesn't matter their background. Doesn't matter your background this morning. You might be too far from God, you think. No, that's the enemy lying to you. You can change wherever you're at listening to me. Right now, today, brand new. Doesn't matter what you are. This is what God's going to change you. Now, the next thing you want to see is verse X18. This is the other power. Notice this verse. You know it. We read it. But you will receive power, talking about you and my as Christians, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, when we're controlled by the Spirit, and then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth, Brevard County, down the Indian River County, all over where God put us. So write this down. Speak up. No fear. God's Spirit provides us boldness. You see, this is not just a verse. This isn't like a concept. This isn't just a teaching. It's a promise from God. God promises to empower us to speak and share the gospel. God promises to empower us to take the good news. It requires boldness, and God will give us that boldness to speak. Not brashness, but boldness. Now, here's one of the big problems. I believe probably the biggest problem with fear is that we fear when we speak up, we'll be rejected. Somebody will walk away. Somebody will make fun of us. Nothing will happen. So I want you to write this down, then I'm going to explain it to you. Because this is going to free a lot of you this morning. Here it is. Speak up. No fear. The outcome is God's. You see, when I speak, I'm not responsible for the outcome. I can't change a person's life. I can't convict them. I can't convince them. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. It's God's role. It's his responsibility. And of course, it's the person's responsibility. So that should free you up. Now, when you share, will people reject what you share? Absolutely. You're going to hand this card to lots of people. They're going to go, I'm not really interested. So don't get discouraged. That's a normal thing. Paul was rejected many times when he shared. In fact, so much he got jailed for it, he got beat for it, he had to move next door. Now let me give you, who do you think in the Bible would be the master evangelist? His name's Jesus. One day a rich young ruler came to Jesus. He was young, he was powerful, he was rich, he was religious. And he asked Jesus a question. See, he was on a quest. And he said to Jesus, how do I get eternal life? Well, they had this dialogue back and forth. Not my topic. At the end of it, Jesus gave him the answer. Jesus, powerful Jesus, perfect presenter, everything true, knew all the scriptures, knew everything. Watch me. I'm the young man that just heard from Jesus. Here's what the young man did. He walked away, never to return. Well, I guess Jesus failed, didn't he? No, Jesus didn't fail. The outcome is God, and God is waiting for the person to go, okay, I'll change. See, God doesn't force anybody to change. You won't force anybody to change. That's up to God and the person. So it should free you this morning that when you share, 
It's not about you. It's about God and that person saying, I'm ready. Now, most people have to hear the gospel, have to be invited, have to understand it numerous times before they come to salvation. How many of you, it took you a period of time before somebody started sharing with you until you finally became a Christian? How many? Let me look around, look around you this morning. Very few people on the first time get it. Now, the thief on the cross got it because that's like his last time. But most of us, it takes a while. So don't get discouraged. Don't be fearful. It doesn't matter if they reject you. They're not really rejecting you. They're rejecting God. Now, I want to show you something. Turn to Acts chapter 8. I'm going to do it very quickly, but I think you're going to love it. I want you to be the story of Philip this morning. I want you to watch kind of some of the things we talked about today. Watch... Watch the illustrations, the principles as I go through. Philip, if you're a lady here, you'll be Phyllis, okay? <laughs> Philip and Phyllis. Look at me. Let me give you a little history quickly. Philip is a, he's a deacon. He simply, he simply serves. Philip is you. Phyllis is you. No special person. God began to use him specially. Moved him to Samaria. God began a great revival. Hundreds of people getting saved, people getting healed, all kind of amazing things happen. And one day God comes to Philip, to Phyllis, and changes his whole day. Look at verse 26. Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. God loves to open doors. Philip doesn't understand at all. Why do you want me to leave? I'm in the middle of a revival. And you want me actually to leave? But see, he heard God speak. When God speaks, we step. Look at verse 27. So he started out. When God impresses you to open your mouth, like he did me at the restaurant, just take a step of faith and open your mouth. As you're going to hand the card out, our whole goal is not to fill a congregation of people on Christmas Eve. They're already jammed in here. Our goal is to see our community turned upside down for Jesus Christ. Now, is Philip going to be out of his comfort zone? Just say yes. Because does he know exactly why he's going? He doesn't know any reason why he's going. But he's going. So he steps out of his comfort zone. And verse 27, And on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury at Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home... He was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. Now, Ethiopia was in in, uh, south of Egypt and Africa. Today, it's the Sudan. Now, what was this man? Uh, He was a minister of finance, probably a a black Gentile, who somehow got converted to uh, Judaism. And he'd come to Jerusalem, to the temple, to, to worship. He was a man of authority, responsibility, intelligence. He had all the comforts of the world. Everything he could ever have was him. He had power, possessions. I mean, he was a man of amazing ability. And yet, he was on a quest. See, the stuff of this world does not satisfy. The longer I live, and I've been watching this a lot of years. As you know, I worked in the hospital field for many years. Lots of rich physicians and administrators and whatever. And I've watched this in the churches all my life. Most people who have wealth can't handle it. It makes them miserable. And life is useless. They were better off when they didn't have it. 
It's amazing. It's, remember, the Bible says, be careful, because riches can just destroy. Here's a guy, he's got everything you and I would ever try to have, and he's what? He's empty, lonely, guilty, and he travels all the way to Israel to try to find something in the religious church there, the Judaism. Now, don't you think it's significant? He's left the temple, and he's heading back home. He's still what? He's still searching. Why didn't he find what he was looking for at the temple? Because the temple were the Jews who didn't believe in who? The solution to our quest is a person. His name? Jesus. Dead religion is always a dead end. A relationship with Jesus is the only thing that solves man's problem. So I think it's ironic. He goes all the way there, but tradition, rules, regulation, it can't solve. Now, understand, we have a lot of religious people around us. They're on a quest. This is why God sent Philip. This is why God sends us to people to speak up. Now, I want you to get your finger ready. Everybody get your finger ready. How many people is God sending Philip to speak to? Hold your finger up and tell me how many. Okay, some of you don't have fingers, but we pray for you or what? He's leave. what? Keep your hand up. He's leaving hundreds of people to go for how many? Anybody glad he found you? Just take your finger and go like this. I'm so glad. How many is on your invite card? One. Do you get it? You say, Pastor Mark, is one person important to God? Absolutely. I'm glad he was, because it was important to me. See, it's one person. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Now, God gives us a promise. The unbeliever who's on a quest doesn't know it, because they don't think it's spiritual at all. But I want you to see this verse, Jeremiah. And you will seek me and find me, promise from God, when you search for me with all your heart. This guy is searching to the nth degree. He's traveling everywhere. So God sees the heart of this man. God knows it. He arranges the circumstances. And he takes Philip from a revival to go meet this man in the middle of the desert. Look at verse 29. As Philip's there, the Spirit says to Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Verse 30. Then Philip, circle this in your Bible, ran up to the chariot. Now, why did Philip run up to the chariot? When you hear God speak, how do you respond? God says to you, I want you to speak up to that person there next door. God's just opening the door. I might back up. I might... What did Philip do? He ran. Why? Because he knew now why he was there. See, when we fulfill the will of God, it's exciting, isn't it? One of the Sunday school guys was using this as an illustration just this weekend. He said to the kids like five years, why did Philip run up there? And one of the kids said, I know, the chariot goes really fast, and if he doesn't run, he's going to miss it. Right on! (laughs) Out of the mouth of kids. See, I mean, he was excited. So he goes to the chariot. Now look what he finds. And he heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. How this guy got a, a scroll of Isaiah is beyond me. Notice what Philip says. Do you understand what you're reading? Now, would you just circle verse 31 in the little uh, column, write this, speak up. 
Do you understand what you just read? The man says, I'm reading Isaiah. And Philip says to him, do you understand what you're reading? Look at his response. How can I unless someone explains it to me? That's why we fish. That's why we know the essentials. That's why we need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Because people are going to say, I don't know, I can't figure it out, I don't know really what's wrong with me. Can you explain it to me? Yes, I can. Philip, Phyllis, that's all of you. Every one of us need to be able to explain the empty, lonely, guilty, and afraid of death. And so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Can you just write this? You need to understand this. This is why you don't have to be afraid. I can speak up because we have the answers to life. We have the Word of God. The power of the living Word of God opens doors and then solves men's questions. Now, the eunuch was reading this passage of Scripture. He was like a sheep led to the slaughter as a lamb before the shear was silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who in the world is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? How in the world did the eunuch turn to this passage? God directed him. What is this passage about? I don't have time to teach it this morning. What is this passage about? It's about the suffering of the Messiah. It was talking about Jesus, the one he was looking for but never found at the temple because the Jews did not believe Jesus was the Messiah. So what does God do? He sends a convert out to explain about Jesus Christ. Look at verse 35. Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture. And look what he does. And he told him the good news about religion. No, he told him the good news about Jesus Christ. So understand, Philip began to explain to this seeking man about the good news of Jesus. He came. He was God's son. He went to the cross, empty cross, empty tomb, raised, sins, all you have to do is believe. So obviously he went through with him. Look at verse 36. And as they traveled around the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here's water. Why should I, why shouldn't I be baptized? Well, what in the world is that? So we know that as Philip's riding with him in this chariot, he's, he's given him the whole salvation deal, kind of the short little notes, cliff notes. And then he says, oh, by the way, there comes a point you need to be baptized in water. So the guy goes, okay, here's a little water. Now, I want you to see this. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So how did he get saved? Belief. Belief that follows with the next step, baptism. Baptism is simply a command of God. If you've not been water baptized, you need to be water baptized. doesn't save you. He's already saved. How was he saved? Belief. He believed. He repented. He believed. Now, They go down into the water. He's baptized. Now, I want you to look at me for a moment. How big is the caravan? I have no idea. Probably hundreds of people. 
What is the head of the caravan? The, the huddy-tuddy, the real high man. I mean, he's got, he's got all these clothes, these hats, all kinds. What's he do? Takes them all off, gets his undergarments, and he goes down in a pool of water, and somebody ducks him, and he comes up looking like a wet rag. He was not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't ever be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God to salvation. The only way you and I are getting to heaven is we're not ashamed of the gospel. I'm afraid we're ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed. This man didn't care who saw him. The next verse, watch me, says this. Basically, God takes Philip and removes him. This man goes back to his country. Now, here's what we know from history. This whole event took place because of how many? One searching man. But the minute he goes back to his country, we know this historically. Many Christians came to know the Lord in Ethiopia. How did they come to know the Lord? The Ethiopian went fishing. Did God have a plan? Oh, he had a plan. No different than he says to the guy who was filled with demons and now freed. Go back to your people. Calvary Chapel... Go preach the good news to everyone everywhere. Speak up. Don't be ashamed. Be a person that has a heart for the lost. That is why we're here. Let's fish for Jesus Christ so we can see hearts and lives and families changed by the love of God. That is why you're called, Philip and Phyllis, to go to the world with the good news. We have it. Nobody else has it. People everywhere on a quest, they try to fill it with shopping and all that, and I'm fine with shopping, whatever, all that kind of stuff. But it can't be filled except with one person. You saw it. Nothing bridges a gap except Jesus Christ. Now, I want to say one thing. I'm going to pray for us. I don't want you moving. I don't want you putting your Bibles away. I don't want to do anything. Some of you have never taken that step to cross that bridge. You might be very religious, but you've never taken a step to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. In a moment, we're going to bow our heads. And I don't want you to be ashamed. If you say, Pastor Mark, I'd like to pray. I'd like to have that. I've been on that quest, and I'll see. I'd like to have God change my life. I'm in a moment. We're just going to bow our heads. I'm going to just ask you to stand wherever you are. Every head's going to be bowed in our campuses. I want to pray a prayer with you. Because today is your day. Don't be ashamed. Every single person that's a Christian here had to once admit and ask God to forgive them. Every single person. By the way, all these people around you are going to be praying for you because they remember what it was like. You don't have to be afraid. This man in front of everybody was bold enough to admit he needed Jesus Christ. You need him. Some of you, you've been playing as if you've been a Christian. But you're far from God. You need to come on back home. Come on, let's get it right. Get your life in order. You're miserable. Your friends are miserable. Your family's miserable. Your place of work is miserable. Some of your students, and you're just miserable, and you say you're a Christian. You're not. Let's get right with God this morning so we can impact our world for Jesus Christ. Are you ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Pastor Mark asked us this question in today's teaching. If you say no, then do you share it? Why or why not? 
As Christ followers, we should have no fear because the Holy Spirit lives within us and will give us the boldness to share. The Holy Spirit will also open the doors for us to share and give us the words to share, and then we walk in obedience. The outcome is God's. Pastor Mark covered quite a bit in today's message. Perhaps you'd like to review. You can listen to today's message again by logging on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Just select today's date from the media player. Or you can also call us toll-free. The number to call is 866-779-3441 to place an order for a CD. Again, that number to call is 866-779-3441. Another way to get in contact with us is by email. The address is info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. That's info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. By far, the best way to stay current with everything that you hear on Lessons for Living is to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is easy. Just follow the link at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This series of teachings has been such an encouragement to many listeners. And Pastor Mark isn't finished telling us how to wise up, fill up, and speak up. We're on to the next step. We will learn how to step up. Where are you heading with God? Are you willing to follow God no matter where He takes you? Are you willing to take risks for God? It could be as simple as sharing your faith with someone. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Right.